One Sunday morning, a mother said to her son, it's time to go to church. And the son replied, I don't want to go to church. I don't see why I should go to church. People don't like me there. Give me three good reasons why I should go to church. And the mother said, it's Mother's Day, and I think you really ought to come to church with me. And she said, secondly, you're 45 years old, and it's time you grew up. And thirdly, she said, you're the preacher. You obviously hadn't heard that one before. So the mother might have added, just do it. And just do it is the theme of this sermon, as you will see in a minute. Just do it is almost the slogan for making shoes. It was coined by an advertising agency in 1988, and it was a remarkably effective uh, form of advertising because in the 10 years between 1988 and 1998, the market share for Nike shoes went from 18% to 43% owed to be in marketing. It was accompanied, of course, by the Nike swoosh sign. More than just athletic shoes, Nike became a fashion statement. It was for people of all ages, young and old, at least for those that could afford them. 80% of Nike shoes were not worn by people who used them for athletic events. They were run by people who just wanted to look good. In my time, I was addicted to running, and I got through a pair of Nike Pegasus every year. And at the end of that time, they were really useful for cutting the grass or staining the deck or doing jobs around the house. Just having a pair of Nike Pegasus was great. Nike says, just do it, but do what? Obviously, they had in mind, just buy Nike shoes. <laughs> the statement is left open. Or maybe for those that are athletic, it was just go jog jogging, or just go hiking, or just go and do housework, whatever it is, just do it. Just do it is a figure of speech which is an imperative, something that you ought to do, you must do. And God used the imperative long before Nike got hold of it. Noah doubted whether he could build an ark, but God said, just do it. Sarah said that she was too old to have children. God said to her, just do it. Moses was intimidated by Pharaoh, and who would not? And he didn't want to confront Pharaoh, but God said, just do it. God called Isaiah and Jeremiah to be his prophets. But one said, I'm too young, and the other said, I have unclean lips. God said, 
just do it. Ezra and Nehemiah came home to Jerusalem from exile in Babylon, and the city was in ruins, and they really didn't know what to do. God said, just do it. And just as the Old Testament is a just do it kind of book, so also the New Testament is full of imperatives. Disciples made excuses not to follow Jesus. The fishermen said, we've got to have our father in the boat. But Jesus said, just do it. Jesus told a story about guests at a wedding feast. And he made excuses not to go to the wedding feast. One said, I just got married. Another said, I bought a new car. Another said, that's falling on TV. But Jesus said, just do it. At the Last Supper, Peter said to Jesus, I'm never going to let you wash my feet. But Jesus said, just do it. On Sunday after Easter, Thomas said, unless I see the wounds of the cross, I will not believe. And the risen Lord appeared to him and said, just do it. There's a lot of imperatives in the Bible, and perhaps nowhere more than in the 12th chapter of the letter to the Romans. I counted up, and there were 33 of them that I could count, and I thought I would read all of them to you, but then I thought, well, maybe not, maybe just not do it. What Romans says is, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, Fast to what is good, you get the point. Never with mutual affection, showing honor, do not love in zeal, be ardent in spirit. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with God, and that's just only the beginning. Well, the problem is that we tend to be tentative, we tend to hesitate. We think we need to process things in our heads before we commit to doing anything, and particularly we do this because we are Episcopalians. We need to calculate what the cost will be. I don't believe that Jesus wants us to be like the people in the Gospel this morning. Sources to be retired in the vineyard. And so he hesitated. It's human nature to be cautious. But Jesus said to them, just do it. And then there was another guy who was going off to fight a battle with only 10,000 against an enemy who had 20,000. And I reckon Jesus would have said to him, just do it. So to our hesitation, Jesus says, Go ahead, just do it. So look at the readings this morning. Always look at the readings for the day. And they are just do it kinds of readings. The first reading is about, um, uh, about following the commandments. Obey the commandments of the Lord and serve him all the days. Choose life and not death. And Deuteronomy would have added, just do it.
And here's a story of Philemon. Philemon was a slave owner who had a slave called Onesimus. And Onesimus went off uh, and eventually ended up with Paul. And of course, Philemon um, uh, could have punished Onesimus for running away because it's not a damn thing if you're a slave to run away from your master. And so Paul defended, actually rather manipulatively, defended Onesimus from his master Philemon and says, if you consider me your partner, welcome him as you would welcome me. He said, just do it. And in the gospel this morning, Jesus says, lift high the cross. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And to that we say, amen. And we say to, God, to us, God says, thank you, amen.